This morning, the text or the title of my sermon is Thank Filled, F I L L E D, Thank Filled Prayer. Okay? Now, prayer, uh, you, know, you look it up in the dictionary, it's to offer uh, requests or expressions of thanks to God. Did you know that? It is, prayer is an is a, is a offer, a request, or an expression of thanks. Often, whenever we think of praying, well, it's offering a request to God. But prayer, very, very much a part of prayer, is expressing thanks. Now, we've, we've t- spoken about the four types, five types of prayer, that uh, there's worship and praise, there's petition and intercession, there's supplication, you know, asking, there is thanksgiving or thank-filled prayer, and then there is spiritual warfare. So there's different types of prayer. And uh, as we look at Psalm 116, it's kind of the uh, beginning of this. Uh, We're going to read the whole psalm a little later, but the first verses. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplication. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. So whenever we're starting to think about prayer, we often think of prayer in the context of um, what we are going to ask. But as we begin to think in this category, in this time, we, did we ever stop and thank God for prayer? <laughs> in our prayers, thanking God that we are able to pray. You see, and in our prayers, we, need, we are thanking God or thankful that we are listened to when we pray, and that there is a God who answers our prayers. So being able to put these things in a a, a perspective where we have access to to God the Father, create God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, creator of heaven and earth that listens to us. I came across this uh, illustration. It says, many famous rock stars. Okay, I don't know many rock stars. Um, But one such as Lady Gaga... No, I don't even know who, I don't know if she showed me a picture of her, I wouldn't know who she is, but it's whatever, she's, she's a famous rock star, I guess. Did you know that you can, to, you can spend some time with her in her concert, and you can get a VIP backstage uh, ticket for her? All you need to do is spend $3,600. <laughs> So you can get a VIP tour with this rock star, and I'm sure that other, other people, bands, groups, whatever, have those um, special offers, <laughs> you know, it's for a little chunk of change, and uh, that you're able to spend time with the, the, the rock star. Well, for us, as Christians, we need to re- remember that Jesus paid the cost for us to be in touch with our Heavenly Father, and that he has, he who knew no sin became sin. He who was innocent took on, the, took on the guilt of the guilty to save us from our sin and open the access to our Father, and so we don't have to pay a thing. <laughs> we have access. He has paid it all so that we have access to God the Father. So it costs us nothing to be in moment-by-moment contact with God the Father. So one of the things is <clears throat> we're looking at thank-filled. 
okay, thank-filled, researchers have discovered that there is a, an immense psychological benefit to people who are grateful. There is, a, there is an immense mental benefit to people who, are, who express gratitude to, to others and, and to recognize the good thing that's going on around them. The Apostle Paul spoke of renewing our mind, which was like the, that the mind of Christ be in us. And Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> whenever we, we look at him and his prayer, our Father, you know, it's about this relationship and this oneness that he has with God the Father is also was established with his disciples. That we are to be thankful or grateful in our prayers. And if we take a moment to say, Lord, thank you, for constantly being available to me. <laughs> so whenever we are looking at this, we want to create an attitude of being grateful for all the things that happen. Not that <laughs> God is the creator of all the things that have happened, but how that we will respond to the things that happen. See, we, we, can't, we don't have control of all the events that go on in our life. And, and God is not responsible for all the things that go on in our life, but we are responsible for how we handle them. And so being thank-filled is a way of which seeing the possibilities that exist within the supposed negatives that, God ha that, that have been presented to us. God, I love you because you hear my voice. <laughs> you hear my requests, my, my prayers, my appeals. One author said, in prayer we can approach God with complete assurance of his ability to answer us. We pray with the complete assurance God can answer our prayers. There is no limit to what we can ask if it is according to his will. But so there's no limit to what we can ask. There's, there's always this complete assurance that we come before God and that he will hear us. I want to read, uh, be reading a, a lot perhaps this morning, and I want to read Psalm 116. And sometimes whenever we're saying, okay, I'm going to be thankful. So whenever we go to prayer, or whenever we're spending our time in meditation and so on, sometimes it's hard to come up with, well, what is it that I want to be? Well, pull up some of the Psalms. Look at some of the Psalms and read them. And see what is expressed in these Psalms about prayer about relationship with God, who he is, what he has done. Psalm 116. We already read verse 1 and 2, but we'll read it again. I love the Lord for hearing me, for listening to my prayers. So whenever we're talking and wanting to be thank-filled, we need to remember that I love God for hearing me, for listening to my prayers. Yes, he paid attention to me, so I will always call to him whenever I need help. Death's robes, excuse me, death's ropes were around me. The grave was closing in on me. I was worried and afraid. Then I called on the Lord's name. I said, Lord, save me. The Lord is good and merciful. Our God is so kind. The Lord takes care of the helpless people. I was without help, and he saved me. My soul, relax. The Lord is caring for you. Lord, you saved my soul from death. You stopped my tears. You kept me from falling. 
I will continue to serve the Lord in the land of the living. I continue believing, even when I said I am completely ruined. Yes, even when I was upset and said there is no one to, that I can trust. What can I give the Lord for all that he has done for me? So what we're doing is reading what you know, the psalmist has written and perhaps seeing how that fits into our life. Psalm 106 says, Give thanks to the Lord because he is good. His faithful love will last forever. So, okay, often we're looking at life and momentary crises, momentary problems. You know, some, some um, people or some, uh, whenever you're in your teens, 13 to 19, that's teens, right? Yeah, okay. So whenever you're in that, the most important thing is right now, and the most important people in our life are our friends who are there right now. And so there is like, you know, whenever I was in, <laughs> I don't want to say this, when I was in high school, <laughs> you know, I used to think back, well, in 1967 I graduated. And I know you think, my gosh, that guy's ancient. But when 1967 I graduated, I thought, the year 2000, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> you know, there's no way you know, that from 67 to 2000, I'll still be around, you know. And it's like, whoa. And then the year 2000, I was thinking, well, well, 2020. Wow, that's a long way off. And I, I, I literally, I thought those things, you know, it's 2020. Wow, that would, yeah, I'll be lucky to hit that one. And, you know, here we are beyond it. And it's like, okay. So whenever we're reading the Psalms, it helps us to get perspective of who we are, where we are, who God is, what God can do. So I give thanks to the Lord because he is good. His faithful love will last forever. No one can describe how great the Lord really is. No one can praise him enough. Those who obey his commands are happy. They do, things all, they do good things all the time. Lord, remember me when you show kindness to your people. Remember to save me too. Let me share in the good things that you do for your chosen people. Let me rejoice with your nation. Let me join with your people in praise. So you see, okay, here. So what we're doing is we're, we're joining our hearts with the, the author. We're looking at these things and, and perhaps pulling them into our spiritual life and let our prayers be thank-filled. <laughs> Filled with thanks. How often do you say thanks? Thank you. How often do we do good for others just because it has an opportunity? It's like, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's like we're expressing and doing thankfulness and thanks full to other people. And when we are full of thanks, we're, it's, it's just something to overflows. And we open the door, we say thank you, or we, we appreciate what others have done. We appreciate the value that you are and what, that we have and how that we, that we are involved in life and so on. So it's, a, it's, it's a, a way of overflowing. And so we're looking at it in our relationship with God. Psalm 107. This psalm, I, I just want to look at it and, and try and we want to read it and then I want us to think about, well, how would that apply to me in my life? So I'll just kind of read and talk a little bit about it. Psalm 107, verse 1. 
Oh, give thanks for the, to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Wow. So, how has God been good to me? Well, I want to thank him for the goodness. Be thankful to God, full of thanks for the good that's in my life. Well, I don't have no good. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you know, we have, thank- we have good because what we look at often is what we don't have. You know, see, and it's not about what we don't have. It's about what we do have. And what we do have is, it is, it is a good, it is a gift. It is, it is lovely, it is a blessing. It is something that God has put in my life. And if I am thankful for this which is in my life, I then am appreciative of other things that will come in. People who are not thankful for where they're at will not be thankful for where they're going. This is a terrible place I'm in, and where I'm going will be worse. <laughs> you know, they, because they haven't established an attitude of being grateful. Uh, verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's important that I declare who God is to me. Even in my, rela- my relationship and my prayer. So the psalmist is saying, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God, thank you for saving my soul. What we're doing here is expressing gratitude, gratefulness to God. And we're seeing this is an idea that when I read this, I can think about, well, psalmist is saying, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So here I am. I'm going to, I'm going to say so to God. Uh, verse 3. Excuse me. Verse 3, And gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Looking at how God has brought Israel back together, scattered them around. They were scattered all over the world and God will bring them back. Look at our life and say, wow, you know, I could have gone in this direction, could have gone in that direction. This could have happened. I could have taken this class. I could have taken this job. No, God has brought me here. So where I am, I am thankful of God's, God's redeeming power. Hungry and thirsty, <laughs> their soul fainted in them. I remember whenever things were not going good and you blame God and you wonder what's going on and things are out of control. And it's like, oh, it seemed to be out of control. And we're looking at this and saying, God will redeem me. He will, he will quench my thirst. He will. So we're, we're looking at the Psalms and we're identifying. This is what God is doing what he did for the Psalms, what he's doing for us. Verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works in the children of men. Oh, that people would praise the Lord. I want everybody to say, thank you. You ready? One, two, three. Thank you. Now, was that so hard? (laughs) Some of you didn't say it. It was too hard. It's two words, you know, a couple of syllables. Ready? One, two, three. Thank you. So what I'm doing is saying thank you to God. I'm saying thank you to people. I'm expressing a thanks for the good things that come into my life. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. God is good. (laughs) Well, what about all the bad things? You know, one of the things that we have to look at, God is not the author of all bad things. <laughs> He's not the author of any of it. 
you know. All the things that happen in, our, in, in life and in the world are not authored by God. Evil has its plans, trying to disrupt the plans of God. And so in when seemingly evil people do wrong things to us, and, and one of the things that we have to remember, and it's at the end of the message, and I might as well put it in now, being thankful is a posture for worship. <laughs> you see, we're not trying to sort through Oh, this is, this is not a really good thing. Uh, I, do, I shouldn't be thankful for it. You know, years ago, uh, we, we, we were in Catanning, and we had a very good church going on there, and everybody was going very well. And um, I somehow got the idea that I should move. <laughs> it was a brilliant idea. <laughs> but what happened was I went to a place where... We, lived, we were there a good six months and probably was only really happy there five minutes. But <laughs> there were some good people there. But, you know, I was really angry and hurt by the previous minister because he lied to me. I'm not lied. I mean, he told me things that when I got there, they weren't there. And you know, and he talked about the huge amount of money that comes in. He didn't tell me that it was a one-time gift from somebody, you know. Well, you know, none of those things were in place and all this building programs and all this going on and you couldn't even build a sheets where he was going to build a 500-seat sanctuary. It's like, whoa, you didn't tell me that. And so I was really angry at this guy. And so I had to forgive him. So I prayed that God would take him to heaven and I wouldn't have to see him. <laughs> no. I have to go back to the idea in Sunday school we talked about that people really a long time ago when we first came here that there was some, a couple of individuals that said, you can't laugh in church. <laughs> That's what they told me. You're not allowed to laugh in church. You know, so but anyhow. So anyhow, what happened is you know, I, we're leaving and we came to Winber. Well, hey, this is the best place that ever could have happened to us because we got you. <laughs> yeah, we have you. And we find that it was the being thankful was not necessarily understanding the moves and the things that went wrong and, or did, were, that went right that caused me and caused us to be here. These are the things that went right, but at the time, <laughs> we didn't, you know, it's like, <sighs> we would go to, we'd go to these different meetings, you know, youth convention and all those places, and I'd go into the Hershey Arena, or, yeah, the Hershey Arena, and you in and sit down, and there's this guy two rows over. It's like, God says, did you forgive him yet? No! <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a reminder, you need to forgive, you need to let it go, because being thankful, full is setting ourselves up as an act of worship not an act of understanding understanding is 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 for something we reach at the end of life and we look back on <laughs> then we'll understand but we'll you know there's an old song we'll understand it by and by well we're not gonna some things you're never gonna understand till you get to heaven 
And we don't want to say, I'm going to ask God this question. You won't ask him anything. <laughs> you know? You're going to know and you're going to, you're going to understand and it'll all be good. But you see, when we put ourselves into the text of the scriptures, when we read the Psalms and we see them and how they are expressing thanks to God, he led them forth in the right way. God is going to lead me forth in the right way. Thankful that I'm full of thanks because God is going to lead and direct my life. When I went to college, I only applied one place <laughs> and happened to go there. And when I got there, there was a church and a guy had a, knew of a, a, a Bible school. God called me to the ministry and I went to Zion. I never heard of Zion. But it was one decision led to another decision which led to another decision which brought me, brought me into the ministry which brought us eventually here. And so was I thankful for all the things that went on? I didn't, you know, I didn't understand them. I didn't know the plan. I was just kind of stumbling my way through it. But God was directing my path. And so as we are thankful for the decisions that we make and where we're going, we are, we are expecting God to direct our lives and for him to put in place what is necessary for us. Psalm 136. Um, we, we've often spoken of mercy and at the core of mercy, because we're going to read some things here in, in, one, in Psalm 136. At the core of mercy is forgiveness. God is merciful. At the core of his mercy is forgiveness. I, he forgives us. That's his nature. God's nature is not to hold something against us. God's nature is not to punish us for our past sins. God's nature is, is not about getting even. His nature is about forgiveness, restoration. And also, mercy can be defined as compassion, forbearance, which is patience, patience, restraint, or tolerance. And it is shown especially to an offender upon which we have power over. Okay, the, the, the illustration that Jesus used on this um, is the, the, the rich guy, okay, well, the guy who, the king there, and one of his servants had squandered his money. He's in debt for a million bucks. And he comes into the king. King's going to throw him in prison. The guy pleads with him and everything, and the king forgives him. He forgives him of a million dollars. He goes outside, and he finds a guy who owes him ten bucks. So what does he do? He strangles the guy, throws him in prison. He's going he's he's to kill him for the ten bucks. And someone tells the king, and the king <laughs> brings him back in and says, what have you done? Well, in us, God has forgiven us of so much. That's mercy. We then are merciful. Psalm 136, you're going to participate in it. We're going to have a responsive reading. Psalm 136 is, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And you're going to say, For his mercy endureth forever. You ready? Verse 2. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. 
to him that stretched out the earth above all above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. So what are we picking up here? We're picking up the idea that God is merciful. He is compassionate. He is kind. His divine favor is on my life. God who has a divine blessing for me is the one who is the Lord of Lords, who, who, who does great wonders, to, whom, to him that by wisdom made the heavens, stretched out the earth above the waters, to him that made great lights, the creation of the heavens and the earth, he who is merciful is the one who has extended his mercy to me, which says that I, God, have a plan to bless your life. Now, if God can put all these things in place, he can do something in our life. So you see, our thankfulness is a position of worship that no matter what happens, he can give us a call. He can let us know He can let us know when we're summoned. <laughs> that whenever we need car insurance, he'll give us a call. <laughs> so, but you see, we're allowed to laugh in church. You see, you know, that's good. Yeah, we're allowed to laugh. Because God has, a, you know, I said in Sunday school, the people who get all caught up in that, I say, well, if God didn't have a sense of humor, he'd have never made you, you know, so... But then again, I'm not allowed to say that because then I'm being derated. So I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyhow, there was this, there's another story I got here. There's a story told by a wife, and this is, I'm just changing things around a little bit, that this wife, um, a year ago, not necessarily one year from this week, but a year ago, my husband woke up in the smell of smoke and uh, filled our home. The rest of the morning is a blur. She called 911 and then standing barefoot on the neighbor's front lawn while the fire department extinguished the flames on the house we'd just finished unpacking in a day earlier. We'd moved more than a thousand miles to this new place and knew only a few co-workers and the neighborhood to whom we had been introduced. People were quick to help. Near strangers offered us guest rooms and finished basements. A neighbor brought my daughter a stuffed animal to hold. My new co-worker showed up with lunch and old friends sent gift cards. At one point, exhausted and, sweat and spent, I found a laundry basket full of toiletries and groceries on the doorstep of our temporary residence. The complication, she said that she felt, the paradox was, for me at the destructiveness of the fire and all the good, that it was expressed to us out of it. It was these two different things, these two different perspectives, the kind acts of people against the difficulties of the burning of the house and losing one's residence. They were kept, we are kept by God's goodness, and yet everything we had was a total loss. But now, a year later, in the safe routine of, a day of our daily life, I am ashamed to say I go long stretches without pausing to thank God. 
and this is the part. I treat gratitude toward God like a pile of thank you notes I never got around to writing. <laughs> I, I treat God, I treat gratitude toward God like a pile of thank you notes I never got around to writing. So you see, it's never a matter of what happens to us, but ra rather how we handle it. <laughs> so being grateful is an act of worship. It's an attitude of worship. It puts us in a place where we can worship. You know, sometimes in the season of abundance, to remember that every, every good gift comes from God is sometimes pretty easy. But, but sometimes in a season of sorrow, words of thanksgiving stick in our throat. Like, I don't know how I can be thankful. But you see, it isn't about what happens. It's about how we deal with it. First Thessalonians says, chapter 5, verse uh, 14, live in peace with each other. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who will not work. <laughs> if you don't work, you don't eat. But that's what that's talking about. Encourage those who are afraid. Help those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Be sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong. But always try to do what is good for each other and all people. Always be full of joy. Never stop praying. And whatever happens, always be thankful. For this is how God wants you to live in Christ Jesus. And then verse 19, don't stop the work of the Holy Spirit. So whenever we're talking about this gratitude, it isn't that we like what has happened, but it is in a position of worship that we are bringing ourselves to God, knowing that God is going to help us in this situation, and he has an outcome. So in this position of gratitude, I am thankful, I am full of thanks to God for all that he has done for me, realizing that life is temporary. Our body is temporary. Whether we live to be 110, it's still temporary. Our permanent home is in heaven. Jesus has given us the eternal life, and that eternal life is alive inside of us. So in the light of eternity, the events that happen today, they happen. But how do I position myself to pray? How do I position myself? See, we see that a grateful heart isn't a response to our circumstances or possessions. It is a posture of worship. An active response to our unchanging God. He doesn't change. He created the heavens and the earth. He loves me. He can have a plan for me. His mercy that we are, have the favor of God. The favor of God is that he blesses us and has a plan and a purpose for our life. And the plan and purpose involves what's going on. So how can we move beyond what is going on? Look to God. Be full of thanks. And our worship of him. God, I don't understand, but I thank you. I have access to God. I pray. So, 
by taking time. We are thankful, we are filled with thanks because we take time to notice who God is. Reading those Psalms, his mercy endureth forever. He creates the heavens, the earth, the stars, everything. He's in charge. So take time to notice who God is. Take time to notice what God has done. Take time to see what God is continuing to do by changing us. Giving thanks isn't complicated, but it isn't easy. It is a discipline, the the habit of turning our hearts and minds to, to the past and to the present work of our God doing good. Thinking of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. Well, they were in bondage. Why'd they go there? Well, God had a plan. God brought them across the Red Sea. God took them through the wilderness. God took them into the... All of these things were part of the plan and the purpose. You see, look at what God has done in our own lives, where we've come from to where we're at. Biblical gratitude will bring you peace and confidence that we are in God's care. I am great in my prayer and all of these things point point us toward toward God in praise and in an attitude of being grateful we have been given so much let us be full of thanks for his blessing be full of thanks for what he is doing be full of thanks for where he, we are going in him amen Let's all stand. God, help us that we are thankful in prayer, thank-filled in prayer, that our lives be filled with thanksgiving. And thanks to you, O God, for how you have provided and cared, you have blessed and you have endured our attitudes and our sometimes grumbling and complaining because we don't see things more clearly. Thank you for putting up with those things. Thank you for allowing us to see how great you are and how wonderful your love is. So as we come to you each day, as we are thinking of the things of life, Lord, let us be grateful. Let us be thankful filled and let us understand that the hand of God is upon our life and that you walk beside us and we are never alone let your thoughts be our thoughts let your attitude be our attitude and let your perspective be our perspective for you are the creator of heaven and earth Lord you are the Lord of our lives bless we pray guide us we ask in Jesus name amen God bless you be thank filled (laughs) Amen.